The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Why did he use that word? God goes to extreme measures to bring the loss to himself. The greatest gift you will ever give this world is your intimacy with God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all three inside of me. I've got the power right now. I think what Jesus really wants is people to go. I want to be the answer to Jesus' prayer request. Welcome to the Fuel for the Harvest podcast. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey, and welcome to the latest Fuel for the Harvest podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm Charlie. We're your hosts for today. And before diving into today's podcast, we just wanted to share a new opportunity with you that we will be launching. Essentially, we want to begin periodically answering any questions you may have. Those might be questions about life with Jesus, Christianity, theology, whatever it might be, we want to begin discussing the questions you have. So if you have any question that you would like to see us discuss on this podcast, go ahead and email us that question at fuelfortheharvest at gmail.com. You can find our email at the top of the page on our website, fuelfortheharvest.com. You can also find it in the description of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you might be looking. Again, that's fuelfortheharvest at gmail.com. And we are on the phone currently with a great friend of ours, Michaela Wickham. So, Michaela, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, guys. It's good to be here. Yeah, we're really, really excited to have you with us today. Um, Michaela works a lot with college students, uh, specifically for the Lord and what he's up to among them. Uh, And so, yeah, Michaela, why don't you just share with us a little bit of what you do? Yeah, so I work at a a small Christian university in the state of South Carolina and I get to do something really cool which is labor and walk beside students here on campus so I'm an assistant resident director and that's kind of a internship role but I also get to lead students who are ministering to other students so we have a hall chaplain program here at the school and I get to mentor and train and teach and come alongside those students who are pouring into uh, into other students, which is really cool on their halls and in their classes and things like that. Uh, really, really fun for me because I get to sit down and have coffee with college students, which is amazing and ask them about their lives. But uh, I also work with Forge Kingdom Building Ministries, and that's a discipleship ministry uh, where the main goal is to send out laborers into the harvest, whether that be for uh, for colleges uh, or across the world. And so I get to be a member of their speaking team, speaker training, along with a lot of other awesome people. So that's just a little bit about what I do. Awesome. So um, what is it like being on a college campus these days? Oh, man, it's super fun. I feel like I'm still a college student. <laughs> and so <laughs> it, there's like this live. Wait, you're not a college student anymore? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not a college I I feel like, well, I'm only a couple years out, Charlie. So um, I'm not I'm not getting that old, but <laughs> I do feel old around these college students. I'm like, what, what are you watching on your phone? They're like, <laughs> well, this TikTok thing. And I'm like, isn't that what the clock does? I know. It's and like so. <laughs> every time I talk with younger people these days it's funny to say that but i'm like hey you ever heard of the tv show 24 they're like what's that it's like oh "Oh, okay well (laughs) what do you watch anyway things are changing yeah i watch uh, i watch 12 second videos i watch a whole series that's 24 hours 
yeah, it, it's refreshing, but these students have cool and new ideas. They challenge me. Uh, it, I, I live on campus, so I live in the dorms with the students. And so I wake up and I interact with students. I walk out of my apartment and there are students walking to class while I'm walking to work. And that's a really cool thing that I can, on my way, say, hey, how's life? How's your family? Uh, we talked last week when we were both walking the same way. Um, how is that going? And so it also gives an opportunity to hear what are college students excited about? Uh, what do they want to know? What do they want to learn? Hearing about, uh, I studied ministry in school, and but I get to talk with science majors or criminal justice majors or music majors and see what they're passionate about and also say, okay, how is the Lord working in that with mm. you? Uh, and so that's a really, really awesome thing. Cool. to be able to do. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's yeah. what's going on in your ministry there right now? Yeah, so we are in the middle of the semester. It's probably week 10 or 11 of 16. So right now we are about to, we're moving towards it's almost Christmas break. And so in about three weeks, it'll be Thanksgiving and then on to exams and then Christmas. So students are like, I see the finish line. But I am so, so tired. And hmm. that makes for a lot of really uh, mental health things coming up. So a lot of students are anxious because they have piling up assignments that maybe they have procrastinated all semester hmm. and decided not to do. I, I do that in my own life and I'm not even a college student. So uh, yep. <laughs> that's, I'm outing myself for that one. But... Yeah, students are like, okay, we're about to hit the final hmm. stride, but I am tired. And so we are, we're seeing, this is really interesting, a lot of students uh, are struggling with mental health issues, and uh, that's, that's a lot of anxiety, that's a lot of depression. Our counseling hmm. services <clears throat> here, um, we were talking with some of them, and our, based off of last fall semester, we have already surpassed the amount of mental health like cases at our school from last year this time wow uh so if you can think about that it's it's already surpassed what it has been in the past and so that says something to me that says something to the staff and faculty at our school that um i don't know the enemy is just really grabbing college students in that way and so we're asking the questions how can we help them uh, something really, really interesting that happened was last week. The actually the division of religion at our school did a uh, like a poll of the students, and it showed that a lot of them are actually wrestling with these same things uh, in the division of religion. Those who are called to lead people in the future and lead churches and lead ministries and all of that. So that's kind of what we're seeing right now in this moment in college students, uh, which is really disturbing <clears throat> at times, but also I love it in the, in the fact, uh, I think of the verse, uh, when I think about darkness to light, mm. a lot of people are walking in darkness and hmm. whether it's, Hey, I'm in crisis or Hey, I'm choosing to say something they're coming into the light whether they want to or not. And so what we're seeing is in the midst of all of that, in the midst of darkness, in the midst of students struggling with things, it's either forcing them into the light or they're choosing to come into the light. 
and so that b- makes awesome opportunities hmm. to say, okay, how do we walk healthier? And how do we walk with the Lord in these things? Uh, how do we turn to Him in those things as well? So, yeah, that's kind of what we're seeing right now. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's really interesting. I had a couple thoughts come to mind as you were sharing that. Of, yeah. uh one, when you're talking about the students who are specifically studying ministry to go into the ministry, pastor, or whatever they might become, that they're no different than those who are studying maybe mm-hmm. business or another field. Uh, yeah. And, and that points to the reality that we are all human. Those mm-hmm. called to ministry are not on a higher pedestal than those who are not. They don't have some... Mm-hmm special magic pill that makes them way better than everybody <laughs> else uh, they have the same struggles <clears throat> they're going through the same things they've got to walk the same faith journey the only difference is god's called them to mm-hmm. equip and that's that's their role in the body of christ uh, so i found yeah. that really fascinating um mm-hmm. i do find it interesting though being at a christian college that you're it seems like you're saying this is so rampant and and so many struggles um, I, it makes me wonder if this is maybe the same level or if it's less or more than like a public university or, or if, I don't know if you've looked into that or if you have any thoughts on that, but I, it just makes yeah. me wonder. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe it is, I think there might be more hiding hmm. at a Christian campus because there is sometimes this stigma of like, if you go to a Christian school, like you are the perfect Christian child. Right. And, uh, so therefore I'm not going to show my weakness or my <laughs> yeah. darkness. So I'm just going to hide. Mm. And so, but what the Lord actually does when we first hid, this is Genesis chapter three. Uh, he says, where are you? Mm. And, uh, and I think that, that question and that heart of the Lord applies everywhere. Where are you? Mm. Uh, God is in search of people who will not only follow him, and believe in him, but, but be laborers for him. And so that applies in Christian colleges and not Christian colleges. But I think at least what we're seeing is it's, it's more hidden here. Yeah. Uh, It's more hidden here. And I don't know why that is. It makes a lot of sense with kind of what you were saying earlier with how you are seeing it as darkness to light. Like there's, Mm. there's that cloak of darkness that, that people are putting over them. And part of that includes just the culture of being at a Christian university um, and those things stay in the dark rather than us bringing them to the light. Like in James, it talks about confessing our sins to one another so mm-hmm. that we can b- pray and be healed. And it's like there, there's something there in bringing those things to light that brings healing and hope and rejuvenation. And unfortunately, the culture of shame that we see in a lot of like Christian circles can really keep those things locked away and hidden and unhealed. <clears throat> unfortunately. Yeah. I'm curious, Michaela, what, uh, kind of two things, what have you seen God doing in the midst of that? And do you think there's an answer or a path forward to help college students? I I imagine that this is probably a common experience for Mm -hmm. Christian college students everywhere. And I would say it's probably even more so for non-Christian students everywhere at at the college age. Um, and so what do you think is the path forward? Have you seen God doing anything in that and how, how could things get better? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say like, we're we're talking about darkness. We're talking about how people are struggling with things. Uh, my, the perspective I see on it is 
awesome. People are coming into the light. And so that, that in itself speaks volumes to me that the Lord is moving in the midst of all of that. And, uh, and sometimes he uses those things to kind of pull us out of the pits that we've been living in hmm. um, or the ways that we've been coping. Uh, developmentally, where college students are at, they're on this back end of uh, at answering the questions, who am I? Uh, in this like adolescent period, they're coming out of it. Who am I and what am I doing here? So that, those are the, the properties of one identity hmm. and purpose. And so... While college students are here, they're trying to figure out who the heck am I and what am I supposed to be doing with my life? And uh, we're finding that in these conversations with students wrestling with mental health, like they're finding their purpose and they're finding their identity. Why? Because they see what's hurting them uh, and are choosing to replace it with the redemptive love of Christ. And uh, that, that is a really cool way to walk with the college students right now. Uh, yeah, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, it says, uh, When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I set aside childish ways. And that's what we're seeing uh, in the, the place that these college students are in developmentally is for their whole lives, they've been talking like a child, thinking like a child, and reasoning like a child. And so now they're in a community, in a space where they can begin to process uh, with better thoughts and with people who are farther along. And so it's this going from coping to conquering that we're seeing. And so knowing that, uh, these spaces, these college students are in, when you step in and walk with them and say, okay, here's the next step in the process that, uh, that changes them. And it's not holding their hand. It's not saying I'm going to do this for you. There's got to be a boundary there because they have to learn to take care of themselves with self care. Uh, but it is a good process. And so, um, one example, I'll, I'll give an example of a real student here at SWU. Um, so I've been talking with a student who has really, really struggled with anxiety to the point of where, uh, he, uh, he would just be paralyzed by it, mm. uh, his anxiety. And so took meds to help him, uh, but found that that, that wasn't working and it made him more sick. But then he saw that, uh, there's some things that he could cut out of his life. And, uh, that meant some big relationships that, that meant being able to say no and, he really was working to get out of this pit. And so uh, in talking to him and he's in much, a much better place now, he, he's saying, I started to eat better, uh, just decide to eat better, decide to work out, decide to run to community instead of in isolation in my bedroom. I ran to mentoring relationships. I ran to counseling. Um, I ran to uh, taking time for myself. I ran to boundaries, setting boundaries with people that were unhealthy for me. And we're seeing in him specifically uh, that the Lord is doing a really cool work in him uh, and really a transformative thing. And he's becoming uh, the laborer that God has called him to be. And so there's, there's an example of how a student can engage well, even when they don't feel like 
they want to run to these things that are good for them because that's kind of what anxiety and depression does is kind of keep us isolated. Uh, but when he chose to do that, the Lord began to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a powerful testimony. <clears throat> wow. So it's, it's that is, yeah, it's, it seems kind of like when we walk in obedience to Jesus, then all of a mm-hmm. sudden we find like these things become realities. We, we, become free of those things that hold us back um like i'm thinking about the scripture that says don't be anxious about anything but cast all your cares on the lord and how that is really like hey we're running to jesus we're walking in obedience to jesus to give him these things to seek his help out in whatever ways he's asking us to do that um and it's really cool uh how yeah when we walk in obedience the lord begins to to move things that need to move out and bring things that need to come in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you asked the question, how do we help? Uh, first of all, people, college students, run to those things that I just mentioned. Uh, run to a community that is seeking the Lord. Run to a community that uh, cares for you. Run to uh, taking care of yourself, make healthy choices, run to setting boundaries is such a huge thing, especially in college life. And that's on a Christian college campus and not. Well, what is your time management look like? What does your stress levels look like? It is worth taking care of yourself as a college student. Um, a lot of the times, I'm, I know as a college student, I just killed myself to get my schoolwork done and to do everything that I had on my plate. And I never took the time to stop and have a healthy rhythm of rest. And so I would go, 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 and then burn. Go, 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 and burn. And that was not healthy. Mm. And if the suit, I wish I would have learned that sooner because now I'm in the process of, okay, let's set a healthy rhythm, even though I don't, I'm not in college anymore. Uh, How do we help as people pouring into college students? I think some need to know that there is hope, that uh, they're coming from spaces that they don't see hope in, and we can be the those who are leading college students and involved with college students or want to be involved with college students. We can be such a beacon of hope to them, uh, and and dream for them in their lives, like in in a way that they can't themselves. So, uh, what would that look like at like a practical <laughs> level? What would that how 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 could we be beacons of hope, or how could we kind of breathe life into to those situations out of practical? Yeah, uh, I God gives us all stories, mm-hmm. gives us lives, and gives us experiences. I think your story can be one of the greatest beacons of hope for people, um, and I also trust that the Lord puts you with people who need your story. Mm-hmm. And so when we're faithful to give that and say, hey, I've been here and this is how God has brought me through, or uh, I was lost and then I was found. Mm. Uh, the Lord the Lord pulled me out of the darkness that I was living in and the lawlessness that I was living, the sin that I was living in, and there is hope in that. I think to hear someone on a, on a real level, uh, I think sometimes we can present the gospel in this like, very formal way without it being raw and there's a rawness to the gospel in my story and in each of your stories and anybody's story that can really uh win people for christ Mm. 
Awesome. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I had another kind of thought come to mind as you were sharing about college students and all the stress of schedule and activities they have to do and figure out how to manage time. Uh, it made me think of uh, a pastor, and as I was talking with him, he said, man, Jesus is risen and alive, and so I often have a full plate, all these tasks to figure out, and I could become overwhelmed, anxious, stressed. How do I deal with all this stuff coming at me? And he would just sit down and pray and say, Jesus, how do you want me to order these things? And the Lord would begin to prompt him and move in his heart and say, hey, put this first and this second and this third. And all of a sudden, as he ordered his day by seeking Jesus and Jesus guiding him, it was full of peace. And it was a, he could rest in assurance that this is the way that God wanted him to order his day and get things done or not get things done. Uh, and, and so I would just add that too. Maybe for anybody who's listening or for a college student or a non-college student, or if you're helping somebody else, go to the presence of Jesus and let him guide your steps and order them and say, hey, what needs to come next or what do I need to cut out? Um, I mean, if he is our chief shepherd, the one guiding us, he would know. Uh, and, and I've personally found that to be massively helpful as well. Mm. Yeah, that uh, that's Psalm 119 right there. Yeah. Uh, 119, 133, establish my steps through your promise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let the Lord guide that. And something that's really interesting you said, Charlie, was uh, listening to the Lord in that. I, I talk with a lot of students and say, all right, let's listen to the Lord for that. And they're like, what? <laughs> mm. What does that look like? And that makes me realize students don't know how to hear the Lord sometimes. Yeah. They've, they've grown up going to church. They've grown up, um, yeah, reading their Bible. But how do you hear the Lord specifically in those things and let him walk alongside of you? They're learning that. Mm. And so as somebody who's walking with them uh, in a mentorship or discipleship role, my, my job is to teach them to listen. Because I'm not their discipler, uh, Jesus is. Uh, Jesus is the one that disciples us. Mm. Jesus is the one that orders our steps. And the question I have to ask myself is, how do I help this college student listen to Jesus so that he can disciple them? Mm. Uh, because there's a lot of voices that college students are hearing. There's the their mentors, their teachers, mm. their peers, their parents, um, the, the world around them that's saying, what's a good job to have and what steps do I need to take? Uh, and the one voice that matters and that knows the plan is God's. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And so the best thing I can do to send a college student out well is say, here's what the Lord's voice uh, sounds like. Let's seek it together. Because Amen. Yeah. It's the, the, and therefore, they're not running to me or they're not running to us. They're running to Christ it's... for the rest of their lives. That, and that is what we're called to do. There's yes. a there's yes. a there's an interesting paradigm here that I I don't want to miss. It's it's that like even in the midst of these struggles, God is like driving these students to good things. Um, Absolutely. Like I I, I mean obviously I, I wouldn't want anybody to like be experiencing difficulty or or all that stuff. But it's cool that our God is the type of God who takes those difficulties and those depressive depressive moments and those like anxious moments and he takes them and he he turns them to good whether that's turning them into intimacy with moments of intimacy with him or whether it's some other form of good like that's the god we serve and so 
that's really encouraging to me just to hear you talk about yeah. that. Yeah, I, I agree too. And it, it's fascinating as you've shared at different moments just now you shared as well about really God's purpose for their life and that they're seeking that out. I heard a sermon this last Sunday at church um, and it was actually almost on this very topic about seeking God's voice to be the weightiest in our life and how, especially in this next generation, we're obsessed with, hey, what's my purpose? And what did I need to be about? And actually the scriptures say, die to yourself. Uh, we don't need to find my purpose. We need to find God's purpose. And then that will change everything that we see in our life. Because it's like, well, I try to find my purpose and it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't change. Like nothing's working. But as soon as you find God's purpose, you see everything differently in life. And uh, I, I, yeah, it seems like as a lot of these things happen, it's removing obstacles and putting in the right pieces by the guidance of the Lord so that God's purpose could be discovered for each person's unique life. Yeah, we're, we're living in this already, not yet, and that's everybody. Uh, the kingdom is here, but it, we don't see it fully. Mm. And so we know in part, we, we see reflections of the kingdom. And, and in our own lives, but we don't know fully what is what is happening. Um, but the truth is that we are fully known, and our life is fully known by the Lord, and our steps are fully known by the Lord, and our futures are fully known by the Lord. But intimacy doesn't come from what is going to happen in the future. Intimacy comes when Jesus is present now. And uh, there is a message there for these students of you're in a season preparing for the future, but remember that God is in this present season preparing you for that future. Mm. And, and that, uh, that is awesome. And that is where intimacy, uh, lies with yeah. the Lord. Awesome. Well, we are so grateful that you were able to join this podcast. Keep up the good work there. Keep your, fire burning hot and may the lord continue to do awesome works through your life and seeing more college students encounter him and join him in his mission yeah thanks guys i appreciate talking with you all also just a reminder as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast we are now introducing this idea of answering any questions you might have about christian life or theology or life with jesus so if you have a question that you'd like to see us discuss on the podcast, go ahead and send it to us at fuelfortheharvest at gmail.com. We can't wait to see what kind of questions you guys send us. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Fuel for the Harvest. Hope you have a great day. God bless.